Hi, this is Tamsin Gringer. This is Dan Abuhav. Tamsin and Dan read the paper. It's uh, January 9th. Here we go. 2023. Right. Yes. Did you have a good birthday? I did have a good birthday. You were there most of the time, so uh, you can back me up on that. Yes, I did. Have an excellent birthday. No complaints. Uh, It was very good. The timing was funny. I mean, because there, you know, there was cake before the birthday. There were presents after the birthday. Sort of a birthday weekend. Yeah, yeah. Birthday weekend. I mean, it's not like you where it's the whole week, but uh, the weekend's enough. The month. The month. I do the month. Really? really, When you get around to it. March. Yeah. Looking forward uh, to that. Looking forward to that celebration. We've been having some warm weather here, so it's... Uh, uh, moderate, yeah. We've been getting outside. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So, um, and tonight, the ninth, is the um, collegiate football title game. You know, that's funny. Speaking of warm weather. Yeah. The weatherman I was watching on some channel kept saying regularly i think it was saturday or something yeah. today is going to be a beautiful day don't waste it all day in front of the football oh so there you and go. yet and you know you can only watch this football now so <laughs> football is almost over for the year it's an anti-football you're gonna to have to go back to watching pickleball this guy must work for the new york times another anti-football institution but in any event georgia plays tcu tonight which is, uh, in most people's view, a tremendous mismatch. I want to get this on tape now to get your prediction, Tampton, because Georgia is a 12.5-point favorite. And if they had played this game in, let's say, the second or third week of the season, when people were uh, more focused on expectations than actual performance, uh, Georgia would be a 25-point favorite. I mean, TCU, by many measures, doesn't belong in the same field as Georgia physically. Uh, Georgia might be able to push them off the field. But, you know, uh, hope springs eternal. Puncher's chance. TCU is in a, as a, uh, an explosive offense. They throw the ball a lot. They are creative. Uh, I don't think they have much of a chance. I think, well, you know, we'll figure it out in the first 10 minutes of the game. If Georgia just marches down the field, running eight yards a shot, it's no ball game. But you never know. You want to make a well, prediction? Well, we usually like to root for the underdog. But we, we do. do have a family presence in Georgia. Really? Yes. <laughs> my mother lives in Georgia. My brother lives in Georgia. My nephew went to Georgia. So Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, we, we, there are some Georgia ties there. All right, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I, I, you know, it, it, there's less excitement attached to this game because it's not, con- not considered a competitive game. But by the time you hear this, you may know differently. Well, with you rooting strongly. It usually goes the, the other TCU, way. Yeah. You know. We'll see. Maybe you'll get something going. Listen, it's, I've had a rewarding season with the Giants, so I have uh, no complaints. Right? Is that uh, an ironic statement? No, no, they're in the playoffs. You're very, you're happy with them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. You seem frustrated at times. That's the that's what it is to be a Giant fan. You know, they had a um, uh, uh, one of those quick ten questions and answer type interviews in the New York Times yesterday for Robert Caro, you know, the historian. Mm-hmm. Who, right. What is he? Ninety now. Something least, like that, yeah. Least, yeah. And, you know, he, he has all kinds of esoteric pleasures and things that are too refined, really. For me, and he's just listing them. Number five on the list, though, New York Giants. <laughs> and they asked for an exclamation. His exclamation explanation was, despite everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't help it. It's the kind of thing you're born into, and you can't get rid of it. Um, all right, so to me, the most... Um, I don't know, uh, substantial story that I'm still coming to grips with. And uh, I expect to explore this more going forward 
is ChatGPT. ChatGPT, a chatbot, which was introduced to me by Granger uh, a week before uh, the Times was writing about it. So we were ahead of it by a week. And what is that? Uh, it's an experiment. I'm reading from the Times now because I don't even trust myself to try to describe it. it uh, an experimental chatbot, uh, which might be the industry's next big disruptor. It can serve up information in clear, simple sentences rather than just a list of internet links. It can explain concepts in ways people can easily understand. It can even generate ideas from scratch including business strategies, Christmas gift suggestions, blog topics, and vacation plans. Well, you you remember we were talking about uh, artificial AI yeah. writing right. recipes a while ago. It's, it's I assume like that's this. the same. It is like that, but yeah. it actually works. I think when you talked about the recipes, you were saying... <laughs> they were you know, not working. They were not working. But here's the kind of thing, and, and let me... Uh, let me dwell on this uh, for just a second because the thing that really I found very amazing, it's not so much that you can ask it a question like, say, you know, what's the best team in the, in the National League? And it says, well, it might come back and say there are three teams that are worthy of consideration, this team, that team, and the other. This one's a better hitter, blah, 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 blah. And in which case, you're getting the information in sentences rather than Google referring you to sites. Yeah. Okay, that's an advantage. But to me, that wouldn't excite me. What's interesting is this. What they say is true. It can generate ideas from scratch, including business strategies, Christmas gift suggestions, blog topics. In other words, you can say to the uh, chat GPT, uh, whatever it is, bot, uh, write me a business plan for a new bicycle store in Princeton, New Jersey. And it will, in seconds, come back with several paragraphs of a business plan written in perfectly right. clear English for uh, said bicycle store. Right. Which is insane to me. Yeah. Which means it can also write essays. Right. For anybody who needs them. Yes. Any student yeah. who doesn't want to go to the trouble of writing his own essay. So I, I, or I, letters to your mother. Well, or letters to your mother. <laughs> that's a, you know. I don't know. I, listen. I'm sure it could. Yeah, I know, but okay. it, could, it could. But the fact of the matter is, you might the not. Point is, your you, mother's not getting a letter so this, otherwise. So this, to me, yeah. is uh, so depressing. Mm. This is infinitely depressing because it means we're not going to write anymore. Okay, well let's let's break it down into three areas because we wanted to take the time of this, and I, I think I I definitely agree with you. I see your concern. Number one, the principal focus of the Times article, since we call this reading the paper, is that Google's in trouble. That Google is in trouble because people are going to, over time, uh, tend to use this instead of your Google search. And it's interesting. It's not because Google's not caught unawares here because they're not up to it technologically. They actually contributed to the development of the technology. Right, right, the right, problem right. is Google doesn't like it because you can't sell ads on it. Right. And that's how they make their money. And that's how they make their money. 80% of so, their. Right. Income so they say that it's a it's a red alert for Google. So business wise, it's a huge issue. That's point one. Uh, but point two and point three. Okay, let's go to your point. Academics, uh, it's going to raise a tremendous challenge because, as you know from teaching, and I know from teaching, but you more than I, um, there's the potential of using the internet to take sort of unfair advantage uh, and shortcut 
the process. To cheat. To what cheat. What are to cheat. fancy words? Okay, to cheat. You sound like a bot. All right. Well, to cheat. To come in, uh, to give some, to submit something that you just took off the internet. Okay. And now you really can do that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the Times has an article about that, too. Yeah, that, go that, ahead. That they uh, um, set up some sample essays. They uh, asked a bot to write essays yeah. at uh, a um, eighth grade level or a fourth grade reading level, right. et cetera. And uh, put them together with some essays written by actual eighth and fourth grade right. uh, students, and uh, experienced people had trouble figuring out right. which ones were written right. by so, the so, bot so to, and, and which ones were written right. by to the give, students. To give a concrete example, because it's it's worth noting how amazing this is. They're able, and this probably takes some training, to work with the bot and basically they say to the bot, write an essay uh, at a fourth grade level. Uh, that's really a creative writing experiment of your waking up one day and being president of the United States. And well, they say that for the eighth grade. They, I'm sorry, eighth yeah. grade, not fourth grade, right? Fourth grade is it was about lunch. Okay, the day in the lunchroom. All right, attainable. Okay, so in any event, uh, yeah. So let, let's use the eighth grade one for the moment. So then they have the three essays in the newspaper they put forward, and. They all look like they could be eighth grade essays, and then they reveal to you that number one is written by an actual eighth grader, and two and three are both written by chatbots. Yeah. Uh, and they had put these three essays in front of eighth grade teachers and asked them if they can tell which is from a real student, which is from a bot, and they could not. They could not. The only uh, source that could tell was another bot. Yeah. Another bot could tell. So there's no question. But the, 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 the fourth grade. Yeah. Actually, the um, the teachers, the panelists could figure oh, out. Oh, they could. Yeah, that one was written by the bot. Just because, and I, and I could too. It yeah. was just uh, some phrasing and some words, right. like opportunity. Yeah, I think and, there was. Know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to have lunch with my friends or something like. that. They also had, had dialogue ridiculous. or something yeah. like that, and they said um, a fourth grader would never write dialogue. Right. So. Uh, um, so that was... Uh, but you can't... But obviously, it's a potential for having a student who's clever with this, getting all their writing assignments done this way. Well, I don't think you have to be too clever okay. about it. I'm being I think nice. It's going to be available to anyone. All right. So that's a problem. But then they raise this other issue. Maybe that's a problem. But then, yeah. They say, well, maybe we don't have to, have to teach people to write at all. Now that the AI can do it, why are we knocking these kids' heads against the wall that's to teach them to write? Yes. That's what's and upsetting. And then they have a column about that. So go ahead. So what, what is there for us to do? Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I understand. I'm, yeah, I've always been thankful that calculators took over long division for us. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, if machines are going to do all the writing, <laughs> well, but but it's what not, are we for? But it's not going to do what the writing. But I think that's silly. Because if, if you have uh, something that's worth writing about, there's going to be nuance to it. There's going to be difficulty to it. There's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be common. It's not going to be like you can just throw it out to somebody who knows nothing about the subject. It's going to be only based on a deep understanding that you're going to be able to communicate something meaningful. But and the so, Times articles are saying the people reading, you know, things by the bots yeah. are amazed at how... But, but they're not. But they're not important. Humorous, but, insightful. Right, but they're not important subjects. If someone said, I, I, "You know, I, I it's I, just it, a matter of time." You want to speak to Daniel. say, you know, here are the here is the pros and cons of whether we should go forward with the following. 
you know, business or go forward with the following project or go forward with the following political initiative or whether the, the Mets should trade Edwin Diaz. Whatever it is, the bond is never going to get that. I mean, it's never going to get that. It's only garbage in, garbage out. And you have to filter through your experience to get it. But, it, but, but I think it makes a more interesting point when it says maybe what's great about this is people can use it as a tool and get to the editing phase quickly and that's where the real value in creative writing or any kind of writing is. That's the value we add from a human being. It's editing. Well, that's the one thing students don't understand. Right. And several and that's people a in the point. article um, mentioned that. Right. Uh, because, uh, you know, when you, you submit that paper yeah. or essay yeah. uh, and then your teacher criticizes it, the next step should be to use the criticism, the right. suggestions by the teacher to, you know, get to the next right. iteration, the next draft. Right. And really, for most assignments, it just ends there. Right. It's just like, uh, you know, you submit it, the teacher gives them feedback, and boom, you know, so, you just get your grade. And this is, so I'm teaching... And that's not what writing is really exactly. about. So I am teaching law students, and I am saying to them, and I spend a lot of time on this, I said, I don't want your first draft. I don't want to see it. But that doesn't matter. That's all you ever get. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, but 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 for, for some students it is, and some it isn't. And and I and I will say to them sometimes in my comments, uh, this looks like a first draft. Okay, this I want your yeah. third or fourth or fifth draft. And and what I will do also, frankly, is I will rewrite their paper. That's why you've seen me scream at the computer while I'm using Canvas tools yeah. to do revisions. And I will do interlineations and rewrite their entire paper you will yes oh i do that i do so every you're single the bot no i'm not well no no the bot doesn't do any so why rewriting. do you do why do you rewrite i want entirely? them to look i say to them you should this have is what it could be yeah they should have so the what experience. do you expect them to do just copy it over and no, send it back to no you? i want them to understand how much better the paper will be if someone <laughs> with half a brain would rewrite it that's what i'm trying to explain <laughs> no, that's to them. What you know what they're saying they're saying well of course he can write it He's a lawyer. <laughs> you know? I'm a student. I want that. Well, I, 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 can't, I can't. But people don't understand about revisions. But if you focus, people don't right. understand about drafts. In your in this other thing you're going to talk about yeah. in a few minutes, yeah. the surprising or interesting facts yeah. from 2023, yeah. I guess from the New York Times paper. Yeah. One of the things mentioned is Bob Dylan doing <laughs> 17 drafts. revisions. Right. Of a song. Well, okay? yes. But that, I mean, you, you sit there, you have this romantic vision of writers, songwriters, right. you know, coming up with something brilliant just flows out. Right. Um, and that's not really the case. That is, is going to be rarely the case. Right. Uh, so I don't know if. Uh, well, but that's. I, I, I think you know, it'd be great if bots got people to uh, do revisions, but it's, it well, seems to me like. I, I think revisions, mm. I find revisions fun. I enjoy re revising something. Mm. What's, what's challenging is the blank piece of paper. What's challenging is throwing the first draft on. And, and, and if the bot can get your first draft out there, even if, if it's a real kind of totally vanilla, not particularly thoughtful first draft of whatever it is, it still got. It throws it on a piece of paper for you, but and you can still, start to work on it. It's still their thing. It's still. But then, it's then the they, bot but stuff. But you change it so and completely. You're just fluffing it up. No, I'm not. When I revise, I'm not fluffing it up. I'm changing it completely. Mm -hmm. In the same way, when I change these students' papers, I'm not fluffing it up. I'm mostly I'm cutting most of it out. Honestly, 
I mean, you know, all the, the verbal tics and, you know, I can't, I all just, the useless phrases. I Ow. just can't imagine this world. Oh, I, just I, I can imagine. I can imagine. The world with bots. I, well, anyway, I'm going to play know, with it's this It's just thing. funny because um, yeah. for years, yeah. right. many years, like right. I'm at least 30 years, right. um, you know, there was a business, I can't remember the name of the business, across the street from the Princeton Junction train station. It was an artificial intelligence business. And I I actually... You mean near the Chinese restaurant? No, 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 no. no. Across the street, just directly. Like when you, you're driving in the main entrance uh-huh. to... There's there's a business there on the left. Okay. I forget what it was called. Uh-huh. But I, I, I had somebody I worked with, had a husband who worked there, you yeah. know. And I was always just chuckling to myself. Artificial intelligence, you know. What a silly idea, you know. What could it possibly mean? And, uh, you know. Well, doesn't, doesn't the guy. Years later. It's, the guy was, it's a reality. 30 years later. Well, didn't, didn't the it's guy, something everybody's beginning to use. And to me, it was just a joke. Didn't the guy who was the subject of a beautiful mind? Didn't he live across the street from the Princeton Junction train station? That that was on a, a different street. Oh, yeah, it okay. wasn't his house. It, this was, the, <laughs> All right. you know, other people remember the name of All the right. business. Uh, but, it, you know, it was. I, I think I'm sure, sure they've moved on by now. Okay. They have a much bigger building. Okay. That's, it's a real thing. <laughs> that is the biggest story by far of... Uh, yeah, I, I know people are very excited about the votes for the Talk about uh, Speaker depressing. of the House. Talk about the uh, Who cares? What? What? Talk about the pressing what? Oh. The Armand Gamache oh television God. series. It, it was depressing. It almost caused, it's, it's, it almost it's caused awful. A, a rift in our marriage. It's awful. Why is it called? Because I suggested that we watch it? Well, first of all, you got to tell people what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, you well, are a big the, fan the, of... Yeah, the detective series that we talk about every other time... By Louise Penny. Yeah. I'm a fan. I happen I and, happen and, to listen to those stories. Right. I don't read them. And the main character it's is... It's Armand Gamache. Inspector Gamache. Inspector Gamache. And uh, takes takes place in Quebec. Right. And takes place in the town, usually the town of Three Pines. Right. So the television series is called Three Pines. And um, I'm not alone. I mean, hmm. people love Gamache. Right. He's, he's right. an amazing... Thoughtful, intelligent, well, there are, humorous. She, she has a huge amount of readers, and if you go on, He's a great I was reader. thinking of buying you a, a gift for Christmas, and you put in Inspector Gamache. There are a hundred items you can buy: a sweatshirt, you can buy a coffee mug, you can, you know, with uh, Gamache's uh, name with He's his. He's a visits. policeman, but he dresses like a professor. Right. You know, he quotes poetry. He's a heartthrob. You know, he just he he is uh, he's interested in art. Right. I mean, he, he's just the dream guy, and he's a genius, you know? right? I assume he's a, a sort of a. And he uh, likes a, all kinds crime. of people. Is he? He finds something about everyone. But isn't he supposed to, to be like, a, a a crime fighting genius, sort of a super sleuth? Yes, yes, because he's always thinking. Let me. Bring, Sometimes I, it looks like he's not doing anything, but but he's thinking. Right. Okay. I want to draw that out. More uh, thinking. I, I, okay. He's also all about kindness. Yes, okay? I understand. There's always room for all right. more. So just to walk this along in this world, you you know. So we see we're all excited. They're going to make uh, into a TV series, Three Pines, and we stream Three no, Pines. No, we were not excited. You're right. 100. It's not important how excited wrong. we were. Not okay. the point of the story. No, no, it is the point of the right. story. Okay. Yeah. In fact, yeah. 
me and my buddy, yeah. Cindy Wilson, right. we were actually not looking forward to the series because when is it ever a good... When does a movie or when does a film or well, a TV on. series interpret a beloved character the way you see him in your Except mind? Except why were we watching? It wasn't my idea. Out of curiosity. Oh, okay, fine. So we're sitting there and we're watching we're it. We're picking a scab, okay? <laughs> we weren't Out of curiosity, we put it on. And I'm watching this with you. And I'm saying to myself, well, this is interesting, but it's uh, extremely dull. <laughs> well, I was a little bit encouraged because they have Alfred Molina. Yeah, playing Gamache. Playing Gamache. Now, he seems like he could do it. Maybe. Okay. But uh... Wrong. <laughs> wrong. All right. Well, Could so... it be more wrong? So we're seeing... It, and I like most everything we choose. We do think about uh, what we watch before we watch it. So it's not like we're likely to fail. And uh, we're watching this. And I realize after the first episode, that was pretty boring. That was pretty Extremely boring. Extremely boring. But I don't want to say anything because I know you're a big uh, Inspector Gamache person. Well, so I, I say, saw Louise Penny on TV. Yeah. And she was promoting the series, right? Yeah. She, she also had another book in her series coming out. Right. So she's on TV and, they, you know, people are dying to ask her about the series. They ask her about it. She says, uh, she tries to be nice. She says they got it 80% correct yeah. or something like that. And to me, that's like... Uh, in a grad school, in grad school, when you get a B on your paper, yeah, that's a failing grade. Okay, eighty percent is all, failing, and uh, I should have taken it seriously. So we watched the, we end up watching three or four or five episodes. I can't remember. Anyway, by the end of it, I can't help myself, and I risk our entire marriage. And I say to you, I can't watch this anymore. This is terrible. Uh, and you say to me, Yeah, no kidding, it's unbelievably awful. So the marriage is saved. And we say, what the heck went wrong? Is Molina, did Molina forget how to act? Because he's playing a guy who's kind of clueless. It's like a, a Mr. Magoo uh, without the sense of humor. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. He's just constantly bewildered by anything that happens. And the way the crimes uh, get solved is that eventually someone just walks up and says, I can't stand anymore, I confess. Or I mean, he does nothing. There's, there, there, there's nothing about right. it that you so, love in the world. But then there's no nuance. All, all is revealed, the article in the New York Times. Go ahead. So you find, I, you saw this article. Well, I mean, I mean, it's normal that, uh, you know, films, you know, and television series condense things and cut out characters and so on and so forth. And right. There are many beloved uh, characters who live in Three Pines that, you know, you see as part of your community, okay? Right. But, it well, it turns out that uh, the people working on the Three Pines television show got very enthusiastic about uh, the indigenous peoples and persecution of indig indigenous peoples it, in Quebec and these are, okay. as a theme. Okay, right. so these are things... these. These are, These are issues hold, that hold Louise on. Penny mentions, right. you know, but hold on before and you covers start. in her books the, the to producer, some extent. The producers are the guys who did The Crown. So they're big time people, right? Yeah, they're big time people. Right. So they're not ahead. dummies. Yeah, that, that I just mean? want to identify them. Yeah, so, but you're exactly right. That, so about the time... So they, know, get, they get excited about the issue of indigenous people. And, and the forced education of uh, indigenous children, mm -hmm. all right, being forced to live in these schools where they are very often uh, abused, tortured, which is a serious, died under serious, serious issue in Canada. Yes, big absolutely. expose. Right? Okay. And they made 
that the theme. Right. Okay. And invented new storylines right. um, within the Three Pines framework right. to flesh that out and made a point of hiring, um, you know, indigenous mm-hmm. uh, actors, actors right. et cetera, and so forth, and changing some of the uh, personalities or some of the right. um, aspects of characters in uh, from Louise Penny's books to be indigenous, right. uh, etc. And, uh, but I mean, that's not even the problem. Uh, none of the, the liberties with the story are really the problem. It's just, it's all so badly done. Well, no, no. But let me, let me add one other thing. And then, they, they, so what they're doing is, they're, they therefore are de-emphasizing the things that were the central components of the stories. And it's, I only get this from the article. The article is very upfront about this. They're proud yeah. of this. They did yeah. all this all this gardening. <laughs> yeah. So they basically de-emphasized the secondary characters because they wanted to make room for this other story. So, and, and you're sitting there watching this and you're saying, I don't understand. These characters used to be a big deal. And, and, but the way they do this is they're on the periphery. They're not even there. And then they say, as for Gamash, we all like the idea of him being this super smart, strong all-knowing personality because that takes us into a bad area of the sort of the white man savior thing. Let's back him down to someone who is, you know, a little, you know, behind the, you know, events, not really on top of things, not really in charge, not really anything, uh, which is fine. In other words, what they do is they change everything. They change yeah. everything, especially yeah. of a character-driven uh, mystery series. They change all the characters, all right? And they put in a new story, and yet they call it Three Pines. So this, you know, you're entitled to do this, obviously. And maybe they have a legitimate subject they want to explore. That's fine. But point one is, it's completely different. So you're, you're sitting down there saying, I'm going to watch an Inspector Gamache mystery. You're not watching that. Because the characters are only the characters in name right. only. So but it's peculiar. Sure, I mean, we're going crazy here, but I'm sure this happened to a million. I'm not saying it happened. No, no, many books. No, no, no. Not oh, like this. Sure. Not like this. Look, I don't Mary think, Poppins? I, I, but Mary, well, he, he, let Mary me, Poppins the musical is nothing like Mary Poppins. Let's just finish. I happen to be a big Mary Poppins fan. Let's just finish this. So, so here's, so all I'm saying is they're certainly entitled to change it. They bought the property. She's the executive producer. She got a check. Good for her. All right. You mean Louise Penny? Louise Penny. But here, and, and it could be good or it could be bad. As it happens, and it could be very good, it could be very bad. As it happens, it's awful. But <laughs> which, it's it's like, so don't, don't watch it. No, it's not. It's beyond. It's one of the worst things I've seen. But uh, but it's it's crazy that they bothered. The, why even bother to buy the but property? You know, one why just do something else? funny about it is yeah. they do have, um, you know, there's a storyline where uh, um, a girl disappears. Right. Um, from one of the indigenous communities. Right. And her mother ends up committing suicide. Right. And even the um, indigenous actor who plays a character in the story yeah. uh, says, that just didn't resonate with me. Yeah. You know, that didn't I make don't sense. see, I don't see, you know, the indigenous women that I know would be strong. Well, you know, they I will not, say that, uh, yeah, but, but that's almost a nuanced view of it. I remember saying to you at the time, I just said to you, 
this doesn't make any sense. Why would this woman commit suicide? Yeah. And and the explanation is, well, they thought that would work to sort of emphasize. The whole thing's so mechanical and so not driven by the way people actually behave. That's what well, makes they, it impossible to watch. They did that on purpose. I know. To prove that Gamash wasn't infallible. Yeah. In other words, to give him a failure. He yeah. couldn't save. He was trying to help this woman and he couldn't. Um, anyway, so, you're right. It's just but, a disaster. But, you know, for books that are so wonderfully full of human characters yeah. with human characteristics i mean they swear they make mistakes they you know are, are good cooks they are bad cooks you know there's all kinds of her books are full of you know um travel porn mm. food porn you know just uh poetry porn you know just everything you could uh enjoy in a book and all of this is completely. So what we are watching is a show. <laughs> a show called "What Are You Laughing?" It's trapped. <laughs> trapped. Trapped. Because trapped is none of that. None of that. Okay. Trapped is bleak. All yes. right. With a capital B, yeah. and yet it's Engaged. engaging, yeah. entrancing, compelling, and uh, compelling. I don't love the main character the way I love Gamash. But I do sort of love him, which is a surprise because when you first meet the police, you know, inspector, uh, Andre, I don't know his last name, yeah. um, he seems kind of slightly and forgettable. It's, it's Andre Olson. And what's interesting, the character is played by an actor named Oliver Dari Olson. And you might say, is Olson a coincidence? And don't get me going on this, but Olson being the third name in Iceland is not a last name, it just means son of. So that's it, yeah. It's not I, I sort of figured that because yeah. every every third person has uh, something something daughter yeah at the end of their name, right. means, which means daughter of. So, so this yeah. fellow Oliver. Okay. First of all, so we we so just, it's in Icelandic, right? Yeah, yeah. Is so, that a language? Slow Icelandic? down for a second. Slow down. It's an Icelandic. Slow down. Slow down. It's a, it's a, it takes place in Iceland. It's an Icelandic production. It's the most expensive television show ever made in Iceland. Five times what was previously spent on a television show in Iceland. Terribly ambitious. The first one was made in 2015. It's, uh, we're watching the second season. There's a third season that's on Netflix. It's not called Trapped. That's called Entrapped. But in any event, uh, it's terrifically compelling and engaging, even though it's bleak. And the character Oliver uh, Dari Olsen plays is this sort of mountain of a man who kind of trudges through and is his own kind of uh, imposing landscape. You know, it's like he's a moving mass himself. Yeah. Uh, and says things very little. never go well. Never go well. I mean, there's no... It, it, it's not in black and white, but it could be black and white. Well, it's, it, I mean, there's, there is the landscape is outstanding so scenery. Yeah. Okay. But it's not cute country cottages or anything. Yeah. And there's no, you know, no luscious... Food no. or um, uh, costumes. Well, but it's a it's it's called anything. It's People called, always you know look, what this is called, Tamsin. What? It's called Nordic noir. Okay. That's it, okay. Yeah. Yes, so we're clear. But you know, here's something. Oliver Adari Olaf has this, been. In th- some, let me just say. Yeah. Compared to this, uh, you know, um, three pines. This series. Yeah. All right. Compared to the Swedish Nordic noir we've watched. Yeah. Okay, makes the Swedish uh, detectives seem like a laugh a minute. 
<laughs> but know. we enjoy it. But we enjoy it. Right? We do enjoy it. It's right. compelling. But here's the thing that you're not going to get. Uh, we saw this guy, Oliver Dory Olofsson, in another series. And I didn't realize it until I was doing some reading. And I don't expect you to get it right now. But okay. when I tell you, a light bulb will go off. No one's going to see this. In The Tourist, the violent bad guy, big guy with a cowboy hat. Oh, really? That was him. <laughs> so he's an international star. He is. Oh, here's the best part about him, right? You know, again, it's all in Atlantic. We're watching with yeah. subtitles. And it's, it's, it seems like it's on Mars, right? Yeah. He's born in Connecticut. His parents were Icelandic, come to the U.S. The, the, the father's studying medicine. Uh, he's born in Connecticut. When he's the age of four, they go back to Iceland. Okay? Right. So he's got, I mean, you know, we have a friend, yeah. Harry Stave, yeah. who has moved to Iceland, taken yeah. a job in Iceland. She finds that country just yeah. incredibly compelling. Yeah. And, uh, and now, to a certain extent, so do we. The okay. language I find... Well, the language is impossible. Is, is I can't get head nor tell. But tail they speak English. They speak some English, yeah. Mm. Everybody, yeah. But uh, it's... It's funny that we we're so entranced because it is uh, definitely the opposite of everything. You know, it's no great creatures, great and small. No. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it's worth a try. Trapped. All right. So the, not entrapped, but trapped. Right. But the third, what's confusing is the third season is called Entrapped. It's on Netflix. But the first two seasons are trapped on Amazon. But you've got to be careful because there's something else called Entrapped yes, and yes. it's just like a horror movie yes, or something. Right, right. So, Don't watch that. Th- Alright, so we had, I think we can squeeze in. There was something about uh, people in Connecticut complaining about uh, changing no, dirt roads. No, it's not roads. Connecticut. It's oh, New where York. It? Oh, so, yeah. Chatham, New York. Upstate New York. Yeah. yeah. And a uh, big article about uh, t- most of the roads in the township, in the village of Chatham, yeah. are dirt roads. Right. Okay, and uh, there is a movement to pave those roads, and there is a group has formed to try to stop that, to mm-hmm. discourage the paving of roads, because they find that dirt roads are part of the personality, the quality that they love about their town. They are more expensive to maintain than asphalt roads. Because you have to regrade them every season. Mm. Uh, you have to work hard to keep them drivable. Mm. And they're a little bit annoying because they're muddy in the spring. They're, they're dusty the in the summer. Yeah. You know, um, They're hard on your tires, uh, etc. and so forth. So this kind of comes close to home because we do have a, um, a road up the road here. Yeah. That is, I think of it as a gravel road, but I guess it's a dirt road. Yeah. Technically. And uh, there has been a movement, although, you know, a lot, about, a lot yeah. of things hold are on, not getting repaired S- in the area. You're talking about in Carversville or where are you Yes, Carversville. About? Old okay. Carversville old road, road. Yeah, okay. Um, which you won't go on on the bike. That's because, how bad it is. you hate to go on the Because that's the bike, how bad it is, yeah. Um, because it's not Rough. paved. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the people of Carversville yeah. are, are fighting to keep... Um, you know, the local whatever. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing about this. When I first saw this, I said to myself, well, it's a financial thing. People don't want to spend the money. But as you point out, it's not that. It's actually more expensive to keep the, uh, the gravel road. Yes, it's expensive to build the asphalt. But but road. it quickly pays for itself. Yeah. 
and uh, and I find look, I, I don't know what your reaction. I think it's crazy, honestly. I mean, I uh, you, you know the idea is you're saying that I like my town the way it is. We're not changing it, and you know I don't want people to use this road. I don't want anybody to drive by my house. Uh, which is nice, but you own your house, but you don't own the outside area. And to say no one should be able to use any of the, the roads that are near my house, it might please me in the sense that uh, the traffic will stay away because it's an unpleasant place to drive, but I don't really see how the town can act that way. I mean, it just feels that, uh, it's, it, I don't know, it, it, it's, it, it's a combination of two things. It's, it's sort of extending the notion of property rights beyond where it really extends on the one hand, and, and then on the other hand, it's it's like saying, uh, you know, I can keep this in the past. I can uh, keep modern times away. I can uh, maintain uh, things well, the way the they were. Well, the pressure came about with so many New Yorkers moving up into the area. I understand. So it used to be you go out these dirt roads, there were one or two houses. Now yeah. there's 20 houses. Right. Well, but so, they don't want that either. They don't want houses. They don't want roads. They don't want shopping centers. They don't want anything. And one way to make sure that you don't have any development is you don't have any decent transportation. I mean, that's really behind it. Right. Don't you think? But what do you think? I don't, you know, I don't know what to think. All right. <laughs> to be honest, you know, I I do hate the idea of. I, I appreciate know. the no shopping centers. I don't want shopping centers either. But I'm just right. saying to myself, yeah. But can you really say? And therefore, you know, nobody can use this because I want my quaint town the way my quaint town is. I don't know. I guess you can I don't do that, know, Dan. You know, it's uh, it's complicated. It's like the bots. And, oh, it's not like the bots. The it bots are like all bots. good. I'm very into the bots. Yeah. All right. So here we go to the this as you re- referred to a moment ago. Seventy one of our favorite facts from 2022. The Times does this every year. So they just go through their newspapers, right? And and, and they come get up things out of the articles they wrote right, that right. they think are well. That's that is about a third of the New York Times, generally speaking. It's it's, it's all quoting itself. It's all yeah, self referential. Right. But uh, so, and they they list seventy one interesting facts, but it's really only about ten of them are interesting, uh, if that. But let me give you a couple. See how you react, or you can grab this and. You tell me what. All right, here you go. In the 1950s, it took an average of 35 years for a word once coined to qualify for entry in in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Today, just 11 years or fewer. In other words, we're very quick to to accept street talk. Communications are just so much. Okay. All right. Enable things to spread so much easier. I think that's right. I think you've yeah, got. I don't it. think it's not. All I right. don't think. Put that one aside. We're not testing. All right. Them Put that one aside. Years. How about this? Yeah. Until the wire whisk was popularized. Now, this is hilarious. In the 19th century. In the 19th century. That's when the wire whisk was popularized. Until then, the vigorous mixing required to make meringue was often accomplished with birch branches, knives, or bundles of straw. Knives seems weird. I don't know. What do you hold? Like a bunch of knives? And, I don't know. Uh, that seems weird. Okay. Birch branches. I can't even believe that. Yeah, but you're going to say we're making uh, lemon meringue pie. Get the straw. Bring the straw in <laughs> here. Straw. I mean, how does the straw even stand up? I don't even. I don't Is think that those, even firm enough? I think that that was not the best meringue. Okay. Yeah. Someday you're going to be eating a souffle. There's a little. Uh, I got a little something in my teeth mm-hmm. yes. here. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, forget the thermostat one. I'm going to skip that one. I'm I'm cutting this down already. Uh, Here's something I knew. A gasoline lawnmower generates as much pollution in an hour as a 300-mile car trip. Um, But we've talked about this. There's much more pollution coming from 
these small motor devices like chainsaws and the like that are running gasoline than on well, cars. Well, leaf blowers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny. That, 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 that's something that people manage to forget every year. I don't know why. Um, let's see what else we have here. There are a couple others here. Oh, here. Oh, this is right up your alley. Male honeybees or drones are equipped only to mate. Equipped only to mate. That's all they do. Their tongues are too short to allow them to extract nectar. And they don't have stingers that would enable them to protect the hive. They can't do anything but mate. <laughs> Mating a big word for what they get. Be- because this is a family show, I'm not even touching that. But right. if anybody wants to come over, we can talk about it. I got a lot to say. Really? A lot to say. You've had that experience? Okay, fine. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go to the next one quickly. Uh, all right. Well, here's something also up your alley. Since there is only one active official cemetery in Manhattan, the borough's most popular final resting place may be Central Park, a legal site for the scattering of human ashes. More people's remains are in Central Park than any place else in New York City. I I guess I can see that. All right. There you go. Uh, All right. Just a couple more. And I I said this to you the other day. and Here's more specific, uh, specific information. George Washington grew cannabis. Uh, on his plantation, and Thomas Jefferson came up with new ways of threshing the fibrous, fast-growing plant, which they cultivated for hemp. So they for say, hemp. yeah, right. They the <laughs> That's what they always say. <laughs> That's for hemp. Uh, I'm and this is going to weave some potholders with this. <laughs> exactly. And here's the final one, which I just have no explanation for. In addition to diaper changing, sewing, and food prep. Students at Norland College, a prestigious nanny school in England, receive training in martial arts and evasive driving techniques. Those Brits are always thinking, you know? <laughs> Doesn't that sound like it's from a movie? What I wouldn't do for a nanny with evasive driving abilities. Yeah. That well, would have been handy. Yes. <laughs> that would have been great. All right, so that's all we have. It's uh, we got to get ready for the big football game tonight. I don't know what you're planning. You get one of those seven foot hoagies or something like that. Right? <laughs> Is that your plan? Well, that's a, that's an idea. One of those male honeybees. Okay, there's yeah. always microwave popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> that's another way to approach it. All right, so uh, until next week, uh, this is uh, Dan Abuha. And Tamson Granger with Dan and Tamson read Tam- the paper. Tamson and Dan read I'm the paper. I'm giving you a promotion. It's Thanks. your birthday. I appreciate it. Okay. See you next week. All right. Happy 2023.